Today we discuss the abortion story coming out of Ohio, and we also discuss Elon Musk pull out the Twitter deal. And lastly, we discuss Joe Biden heckles his own guests at a White House event. All this and more coming right up. Welcome to the Free Discussion Podcast, where we discuss controversial topics while trying to bring you the facts. I'm your host, Malachi Skelly, and join me as we explore the world of religion, news, and politics. If you enjoy what you hear, please leave an honest review, subscribe, and tell a friend. guys welcome to the first episode of the free discussion podcast i'm your host malachi i appreciate the listen um so today we're the first story on the books is the uh the abortion story coming out of ohio so for those of you who don't know about this there's a story from a single source coming out of ohio that a 10 year old allegedly needed to travel to uh, indianapolis from ohio ohio is where she lived because Ohio, since Roe versus Wade has been overturned, has um, been illegal in Ohio, and so there, there's a lot of outrage from the left coming out over this. Um, there's also a suspect coming from the right about whether it's an actual true story or not, considering it only has like one report from a single news source. Um, I'm not really going to talk about whether it's true or the story actually happened today i'm just going to discuss this this circumstantial um think of the word the circumstantial options of you know this is obviously a horrible happening i mean 10 year old was raped okay and and she get and she got pregnant from that which also is crazy to me, just as like as a side note, I didn't know 10-year-olds, like I didn't know that even can happen. I don't know if it's a rare or not, but, um, okay, that's, that's kind of a dumb thing to Google, I guess. It's it's basically just saying as soon as teenager hits puberty. Okay, that was dumb. Anyway, so the thing I want to talk about today is the, this thing that the left kind of appeals to where they're talking about abortion, and they always go to the edge cases. Edge cases meaning things that happen that are rare, extremely rare, and... They want to kind of use that for like every single case of abortion and justify it, if you get what I'm saying. So it's like the first thing they'll go to for like, what of incest and rape? Well, they also not going to acknowledge that that's like 1% of abortion. Let's see here. What percentage of abortions are because of see what comes up on a uh, Google here okay that's what I thought so it looks like just 1% of women obtain an abortion because they are pregnant through rape and less than 0.5% do so because of incest 
and this is from USA Today. Um, and I've, I've heard this said by multiple people before. I just wanted to do a quick Google search myself. But basically, that's that's the problem with people bringing up age cases. And, you know, my I'm pro-life personally. And my stance is a baby should never have to be killed for something that, I mean, is quite literally the sin of the father, as the Bible speaks of, bringing a little Christianity into this. Um, you know, Ezekiel 33, 18 through 19 talks about the son should not be the, bear the guilt of the father nor the father bearing the guilt of the son it's either that or ezekiel eighteen twenty. i can't remember exactly off the top of my head but the point being that you know as a moral rule why would you punish someone for something someone else did which if you're thinking about the fact that this is a child this is a baby that you're killing in the womb and you know science supports the fact that life does begin at conception it's just it's a hard concept to think about because you know i can't imagine it'd be like having a 10 year old who's pregnant from rape and having to carry that child like yeah that's that's something tough to go through for sure but you also have to realize it's also partially her child i mean yeah that sounds like a horrible thing to say and completely politically incorrect to say but it does have half her dna you know and it is her child on you know, a life basis, and it's, it's just obviously a hard concept. It made me question my own belief in pro-life, like not, not, not question, but it made me rethink things, because it's a hard concept, man, it really is, and I feel for the people who go through this stuff, but it's just, it should never be, I don't think abortion should be an option for people who not just be an option it shouldn't be a thing that happens when out of convenience obviously which is the major is most abortions are done out of convenience like as we just said only one percent of abortions are done on rape and 0.5 percent are done of incest so the rest of those what are they for you know you can argue they're for inconvenience but either way why wit since when is the medical conclusion to a problem that you kill someone else. You're you're killing a baby. It is it's it's horrible that abortions come so common in this country. And I'm glad we're getting a pushback. Like I I heard someone say it's very interesting that this uh Pride Month that we just passed by in June, Pride Month was like the most successful Pride Month for conservatives <laughs> because SCOTUS just passed so many things that were conservative leaning, which was it kind of shocked me. I didn't think Roe versus Wade would be overturned in my lifetime, if ever. And then it happened. And then, of course, there's the left making the wild assumption that it's federally, like, people are thinking that, and the left is pushing us that, you know, since Roe versus Wade is getting overturned, it's on a federal level, abortion is over with. And that's not what it does. Legally speaking, all it does is pushes the deal of abortion back to the states. So it's actually... It has more democracy involved. States can make legislature and they can vote on whether they want abortion to be legal and they, they can vote on their own terms, you know, stopping at six weeks like, you know, like Ohio's doing and I'm sure other conservative states are going to do. Um, my home state here in Georgia, I'm not sure what we're going to do. I think the only thing holding abortion being almost completely banned in Georgia is probably Atlanta. But um, places like Mississippi, Texas, Alabama, obviously Ohio, all these red states, they're going to like nearly completely ban abortion up to six weeks in Ohio 
um, different cases everywhere. But basically what I'm saying is you're making it more democratic so you can, the people who live in each state can vote on it. And it's, it's, they're pushing, and then you have the other states, obviously. You have North, uh, New York and uh, California. They're, they're going to probably allow abortion until like nine months, which is horrible. Horrible. I, I, I just can't, I can't fathom the fact that people are going to go for this, but you know, it's, it's, it's America. You believe what you want to believe, but I, I don't, that, that's the upside, but it's also the downside of things like abortion becoming, you know, people are saying it was a constitutional right. It was never a constitutional right. I mean, what was that? I, mean, I think the cat just knocked over something. That's a good time. Anyway, um, but basically, I just, I just can't fathom the fact that we ever got to that point where we thought abortion was a constitutional right. And people are saying things like guns have more. I'm going to take a pause for a second and check on this cat. I'll be right back, guys. Ah, back. Uh, hashtag having crazy cats. Cat in my apartment is crazy. Anyway, um, so back on track with what we were talking about. Um, it's just, it's a hard concept to think about. When you have a 10-year-old who's pregnant, and I would say what you do from a pro-life stance is, you know, you can have, as early as like 25 weeks now, you can have an emergency C-section and deliver the child, and it will survive most of the time. And that's what I would, would have done in this situation, but it... Obviously, you can do otherwise, and it's unfortunate that the killing of babies has been a way has been put out there as something that's completely normal. Millions of children have been have been aborted in this country, and that's a horrible thing to think about. Um, but you know, for people who are on the pro left side, Roe versus Wade, that's a it's a pretty big step. I mean, for those who don't agree with it, who are outraged. Oh, well, more democracy in the country, whether you agree with it or not. I mean, it's more democratic. It's not a federal top-down thing where states couldn't even make their own laws and this and that. So, heart reaches out for this family, but there are other solutions in killing the child. This doesn't help mentally, you know, physically. I mean, physically speaking, abortions are pretty dangerous. I mean, there are lots of side effects. You don't have to go into that, but... Anyway, conclusion on that, you know, I know I keep stopping and pausing, and I'm sorry, it's not very professional on me, I don't know what I'm doing, first podcast ever, but it just, it just breaks my heart to think about the fact that people really think the solution to these horrible, horrible, rare situations is to kill a child, I just, it's really hard for me to fathom, it's a horrible situation. Moving on to something a little less heavy, the uh, Twitter deal that the left has been going absolutely and crazy about. They can't stand the idea of Musk taking over Twitter. Man, that's that's crazy. And he and I know the right got excited because you know he was promoting the fact that he would get he would put more free speech efforts with Twitter censoring whatever they want. 
Bandy Jordan Peterson, and then someone who really literally just recognized that man literally just recognized that someone was banned on Twitter, namely Jordan Peterson, and he got banned too. Just like what? So now we're being banned for noticing things? That's crazy. That's crazy. So let's see here. Billionaire entrepreneur Elon Musk has reportedly called a halt on his process deal to buy a giant social media platform, Twitter. According to a letter sent by Musk's attorney on Friday, addressed to Twitter's chief legal officer, that's a very interesting name, I'm not going to try to butcher that, he wanted to call off the deal because officials had not been able to give him information he needed with regard to the percentage of fake bot accounts present on the platform. So this is something that people have been talking about for a while. That it Basically, from what I understand, it changes the value of the company because the actual amount of users you know there's a amount of users on twitter but how many of those said users are bots and fake accounts which is a very interesting concept but then twitter wants him to go through with it like they're going to try to make him go through with it through um the courts and the problem is there's never been a case like this. There's never been a case where a billionaire is like, yeah, I'm going to drop like $44 billion on on a platform that's not near worth that much. And and then he backs out. And they're like, nah, you're going to do this. <laughs> like, what? Like, But of course, they can't make him buy it. So even the court wins out, how are they going to make him buy it? Like, they're going to like do like something like a service with this pull a billion dollars of his bank account. I'm sure that's not how that works. I probably think it sounds so stupid, but that's kind of a funny thing to think about. Um, let's see. Musk has said on several occasions that he would reconsider his initial $44 billion offer if the platform was unable or unwilling to verify percentage of fake bot accounts. So basically he's saying if he learned the true amount of the bot accounts, he would bring it down, obviously, not put it up. It's already overpriced as it is. Notwithstanding these repeated requests, over the past two months, Twitter has still failed to provide much of the data information responsive to Mr. Musk's repeated requests, the letter stated. According to the report from the CNBC, Musk's original agreement stated that he would still pay a billion dollars in the event that he failed to make good on the deal, but it's possible that Twitter could still dispute his plan to walk away and attempt to enforce the original deal. Hmm. I mean, this is going to drive stocks crazy. Like, think about the fact that if he pulls out, I don't even want to know what Twitter stocks look at right now. Let's see here. Twitter stock. That's like the first thing on Google right now. That's so funny. Um, I don't really keep much up on stocks, but if you know about stocks, $32.65 down 11.4% today. That looks like what it's showing. Oh, wow. It's been dropping throughout the day huh yeah it, this has been going on over the weekend though so uh let's see let's see if i can view more yeah dang it's been going down a lot up and down up and down as of this afternoon it was valued at 36 six thirty four dollars and sixty cents sorry and now it is down at and that was as of noon today and right now it is 8 p.m ish and it is valued at 32.65 that's crazy i know t i know stocks right now like in general are going crazy but like that's crazy let's see here i have some more stuff from cnbc see if i can find anything new 
No, it's all stuff I just read. Okay, we're not going to read that article. It's basically what I just said. <laughs> What's so funny is I follow Elon Musk on Twitter, and he posted this meme, and it's basically just him laughing over and over again, but they said I couldn't buy Twitter. They Then they wouldn't disclose bot info. Now they want to force me to buy Twitter in court. Now they have to disclose bot info in court. <laughs> That's funny. That's what the meme says. It's funnier to view it, but it's just like he made it. It's almost like he's saying he made his own plan and he tweeted the meme. So I was like, yes, this was my plan because now they have to disclose said bot info in court. That's so funny. Oh, man. It's so great, man. So great when you have a billionaire. She's like, yes, I'm going to buy Twitter. And then again, no, I'm not going to buy it because, you know, he's he's a, a businessman. He wants to get a good deal, which Twitter as it is. It, that was already an overpriced bid, and they were complaining about it. I mean, Twitter net worth. Oh, it was saying, huh? It was saying that Elon Musk was convinced that the numbers that may have convinced Elon Musk that Twitter is worth $44 billion. Find this article here. See, 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 see. Do, do, do. Huh. Wow. For the 2021 fiscal year, it posted a net income loss of $221.4 million, following a much deeper annual loss of $1.14 billion for 2020. Wow. They're losing some money. This chart is crazy. Huh. That's insane, man. That's insane. They're actually losing money. Like in the past couple of years, they've been losing money. And they won't. It's, just, it's, it's, it's the reason they don't want to take it over. It's not because it's not a good deal. That's a killer deal for that company if you look into it. But it, the fact that they won't accept it just tells you how much they can't stand the idea of him making a free speech platform. That's the only thing I can think of. Why else would they want him to buy it? I mean, that's a great deal. $44 billion. That's so much money. Imagine having that much money. <laughs> it's like, yes, mm, Twitter, going to buy it, yes. The last story on the books today is the headline from the Daily Wire, Biden heckled by one of his own guests at White House event. <laughs> I think I said that wrong in the intro. I think I said Biden heckles one of his own guests. That's so funny. I literally said that backwards. Good job. <laughs> so uh, it reads... Democrat President Joe Biden was heckled Monday at a White House event that was held to celebrate his administration signing yeah, administration signing gun control legislation into law. Manuel Oliver, whose son Joaquin was killed in the Parkland shooting in 2018, entered Biden's remarks yelling, you, do have, you have to do more than this. Many things has proved that despite the naysayers, we can make meaningful progress on dealing with gun violence. Because make no mistake, sit down, you'll hear what I have to say. If you think you. I've been to tell you this for years. Let me finish my comment. Let him talk. Let him talk. No one. Okay? Because make no mistake about it, this legislation is real progress, but more has to be done. So as you can see, he's upset. And if you watch the video, you can see he's visibly upset about, you know, Biden's work within um, 
just... The way he's handling gun control is kind of meh. I mean, I think that's pretty agreeable on both sides, honestly. I mean, the right is like, you pass this bill, and basically what it does is it enforces red flag laws, and um, they're changing the law for said quote-unquote assault weapons uh, to the age of 21, I believe. And both sides are like, but why? This this barely does anything. I mean, yeah, red flag laws are good if they're actually executed correctly. I mean, if the, if the red flag laws aren't biased, this is something I've heard people say that they're concerned about, is what if the police just come to your home and because you posted something weird on Twitter, you know, something that would get you banned on Twitter, what, they're just going to take your guns because of that and they think you're an unstable person because of said tweet. Which, I don't know if that's what happened, but that would be bad if that started happening. But another thing about red flag laws is states like Illinois who have red flag laws have constant shootings. And there was a recent shooting, I forgot the name of it, but there was a recent shooting up there, I think it was 4th of July. And man legally got hold of a gun. Like, legally uh, purchased this gun. And his dad signed off on it, and he had been known to have mental issues. And no red flag laws there. I mean, he said Shooter had knives and threatened to kill his whole family years before. And somehow his purchase of the gun still got still got approved. So th- that's the problem with red flag laws. If they were actually executed, yeah, that would be perfect. But they aren't executed in these places. It's horrible. And, uh, let's see here. Let's see. So beforehand, Oliver tweeted before the event, the, world, the word celebration has no space in a society that saw 19 kids massacred just a month ago. Most people overestimate that they can do what they can do, and when you're underestimate what they can do in 10 years. Not me, Joaquin, talking about his son. It's so tragic, man. It's so tragic that we have this problem in this country where shootings of this year have been happening. I feel like I hear about a shooting every two weeks, which is probably an exaggeration. But in the past like couple months, there's been like three or four shootings, I think. You have the, the shooting that happened in Buffalo at the supermarket with a West President right supremacist there we go now i can say the word um we had that and then we had um what was the uvalde shooting and then we had the shooting in the fourth of july festival i believe it was in chicago and that's three right there i can just name off the top of my head and that's been like past couple months pretty sure um let me see if i can find the date on the buffalo shooting So it was in May. It wasn't May. Okay. So I was right. It's been in the past couple of months. The multiple shootings. And I get that's that's the thing about the government. They're just immediately every time something happens within the within guns, they always are immediately like gun control, gun control, gun control. You know, they want to push this gun control thing. And they always, you know, they're always gonna clash with the right with the Second Amendment rights, which obviously is correct, you know. There's certain governments that cannot be enforced because of said Second Amendment. And I know it's a hard problem, but, you know, I've heard the proposition, and I think this would be good. Why don't we just put more security at schools? Like, that would help school shootings. 
in particular. Um, I mean, think about it. You, you really think a singular teenage shooter is going to come to a school that's armed with security guards? I mean, he would be he would be down within like the first within like the first couple of feet. That there's no way he's going to get past security guards. I mean, if you have a school full of security guards, how how much more do you think? How how much less likely, in fact, will you see school shootings? The this the the gun control thing is, is a touchy one for sure. I mean, and but here we are. I mean, this is the point of the free uh, free discussion podcast. Is we we talk about things that are difficult to hear, but I mean, First Amendment in America, man, it's great. You, you can you can talk about whatever you want. I mean, most of the time, unless you're on Twitter <laughs> or Facebook, and you're toting stuff about you know uh, election fraud, then you'll get banned. Or if you're Donald Trump, but uh, so yeah, I, I mean that's also why you have this movement of um true social uh getter um me as someone who's learning uh, computer science i have my own ideas for uh, for social media um enhancement but with social media being such a big driver now there's so many conservative people coming out and putting out these uh alternative applications social media platforms that they're you're not gonna be censored on because they actually enforce the first amendment so i, I think that's great I mean, we need that. And I mean, if, if Twitter tanks after this, which I, I doubt it will, honestly, truthful, I doubt it will, it will like go away. I don't think Twitter will ever go away. But if that, if that happened, I mean, you could turn to true social. I mean, I've been on there. I mean, it's really new, so it's hard to find different content. But uh, it's there for people who want actual freedom. I know... I have friends who aren't you know, on Twitter and they just true social because th- they were tired of Twitter. So, I mean, there's that. So, also, did you? <laughs> side note: this, I, I'm just gonna add this in as kind of a side story. Did you guys? Uh, did any of you guys listening? Did you hear about the uh, moment uh, where Biden was? Uh, he was. Let's see. Okay, yeah, so he was talking about reproductive rights, and it was a press announcement, and he was reading the teleprompter, and, he, and the teleprompter said, uh, repeat line at the bottom. So he was done with this statement. He literally, quite literally said, repeat line. And he's like, repeat line. And then he just, his face changes to, like, get more serious in saying it. But why? <laughs> oh, man, this president's not with us, and it's sad. It's just like, How? How? Oh, man. That No wonder that all the Demo- even the Democrats are like, please don't let this man run in 2024. Please don't. And I think as literally everyone in America, please don't run in 2024. Don't even waste your time, man. It's horrible. They're getting such horrible press. What, what are Biden's approval ratings right now? I'm going to Google that. I know off the top of my head, but I just want to Google it. See if it's changed or anything. Okay, yeah, so it's New York Times. Most Democrats don't want Biden to... Biden in 2024, new poll shows. Let's see here. Okay, so he had 64% approval at the beginning of his term, I believe. 
And now his approval rating's at 33%. Oh my gosh. Is that? I wonder. So let's see here. I'm going to do this. I wonder if he has the lowest approval rating rating president. Let's see. I'm going to Google this. Rating. Lowest approval rating of any USA president. Ooh. Hmm. Oh, it's like Harry Truman had 32%. Huh. Let's see here. So you had... Oh, wow. So you had... Okay, Truman had 32%. Richard Nixon, 24%. Wow. Nixon was... Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> it's Nixon. <laughs> um, Trump had 34 so he's officially low Trump. I mean, that's tough. That's tough because, you know, when he first got into office and he was running, he's like, we're going to be the adults in the room. Yes, the adults in the room also don't know how to speak and are constantly stuttering. And which I should not be talking about because I probably stutter multiple times in here. But people are saying he has a stuttering issue. But if you listen to him, I saw a clip of Joe Biden talking like a couple of days ago. And it was from like, I want to say like the 90s. Man could speak in back in the day. Like, he could actually speak. And that might shock people who didn't know him back then. But he could actually speak. Now he cannot. So, that kind of proves that it's not a stuttering problem. It's, it's just the fact that he's not with us due to old age. Like, I'm sorry if that sounds disrespectful. But that's just the facts. It, it, if you listen to him speak, every time he speaks, and it's not like edited and cut and professional, like live speaking, it's hard to listen to him speak. It, like, it genuinely is. It's just like, what are you saying? Like, hello? <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's see. Let's see how long. I actually can't see how long we've been going because I've cut it up multiple times already. That's good. Good job. Um, <laughs> let's see here. We'll, well, I guess we'll, we're going to end it here for today. I should say tonight. But whenever you're listening, I, I appreciate the listen a lot. This is a, the first episode of Freedom Discussion. I might change up the format. Uh, we'll see. I haven't really completely decided never done anything like this before i had a friend who i need to have on the podcast eventually i need to come on the podcast um who did a podcast a couple different times i had joined him a couple different times and he just never found the time or the energy to do it and he was talking about he had a story on uh, social media that was kind of harkening back to that it was a memory and uh, i said i miss those days when we got talking he said you should start something so here we are. Thanks, Sean. I appreciate it. Just a little shout out there. Uh, hopefully you'll listen. Hopefully it wasn't too cringe for you. <laughs> um, so that I believe that's going to be it for today. Thank you so much for the listen. If you, uh, as it says in the intro, if you like what you heard today, you know, um, subscribe, tell a friend, leave us a rating if you can, whatever platform you're listening to. Um, thanks for everything. Uh, well, I guess I'm just, I was about to say everything you guys do, but <laughs> it's the first episode. I guess I haven't done anything yet. Oh, man. Oh, love this. Love this. Truth Social. Biden administration is sued over DHS social media surveillance allegations. Oh, boy. I'm about to save that for the next time. That's interesting. Not me getting on phone and seeing a Truth Social notification okay that okay for real we're done now <laughs> we're done now okay guys i appreciate the listen uh catch you i'm assuming i'm probably gonna do this once a week 
I work Wednesday through Saturday, and Sunday's busy. This is a Monday, so maybe I'll do it twice a week. I can make, make a fit one in tomorrow. We'll see. Um, but right now, probably only once a week. So I, I appreciate the listen. Um, God bless you all. And, uh, yeah. Peace out. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I just want to encourage you guys to always be thankful for our First Amendment right as Americans. And my hope is you won't just find freedom in America, but freedom in Jesus. He can give you the ultimate freedom. And may the Lord bless you guys as you seek Him. And this is your host, Malachi. And this is the Free Discussion Podcast.